Okay, cool. So I am going to get started. Um, Racer being um, very silly at times, I forgot to give my teen my, the title of my message, but the title of my message is Blind but Spiritually Woke, and that's, um, I'm going to be sharing from Mark um, the story of Blind Bartimaeus, and I mean, everyone knows that Blind Bartimaeus as like the blind beggar people put a, a label on him, and um, it's, it's so strange because he, he was physically blind, but he was able to see what others were blind to, and that was um, like spiritually being um, awake to hear from God and see God, and we're living in a world where people, we all, I don't see any blind people here, we all quite woke, and um, we, I think sometimes we fall short and we become spiritually blind to God's vision for our lives. And, um, yeah, so I, my hope for tonight is that, um, yeah, you guys will soften your hearts and just hear what God wants to share with you through me. And I just want to pray before I get started. Um, yeah, God, thank you for the privilege that I get to stand up here and just represent you, God. I pray that you just um, speak through me. And if you need to speak to specific people, Lord, I really just pray that, Lord, that they soften their hearts to your word tonight, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Awesome. So I'm going to read from Mark 10, verse 46. It's going to be up on the screen, and you guys can follow on the Version app. Um, yeah. So it says, And so they reached Jericho. Later, as they left town, a great crowd was following. Now it happened that a blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. Um, they don't mention it in this um, translation. Oh, well, they did. Yeah, the blind beggar. Yes, never mind. Um, blind moment. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus from Nazareth was near, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up, some of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder again and again, Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. And there's, there's three, I'm just going to stop right there, but there's three significant things that I just really found from the scripture. And the first one was he didn't listen to the opinions of others. People called him the blind beggar. Like he was just, they just put a label on him. But what was so funny is that he could see spiritually what people couldn't see. And um, so often, and he was, and people, the crowd tried to intimidate him. They were like, shut up. And he was like, no, I'm going to even shout louder. And so often in life, um, people will always try and intimidate you and people always try and put their views and opinions on your life and that blocks out the vision that God has for your life um yeah so and then it goes on to say yes wait I lost my point and then it goes on to say um so he said but he shouted only louder again and again oh son of David have mercy on me when Jesus heard him he stopped there in the road and said tell him to come here so they called the blind man you lucky fellow they said come on he's calling you um, Bartimaeus yanked off his old coat and flung it aside, jumped on, jumped up and came to Jesus. Um, and Jesus was like, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked, oh, teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. And the second point that really just um, stood out to me is that Bartimaeus exercised his faith. Um, he refused to be silenced by the crowd. He was like, no, you know, you tell me to shut up, but I'm even going to go louder and louder because I'm not going to stop until Jesus hears me. And so often what we, what we do, and I know I'm, 
I know I do this a lot, is like, I'll pray to Jesus, I'll ask Jesus for something, and I'm like, okay, cool, like, it's done, I've done it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you need to keep on going back and back and back. And he kept on shouting louder when the crowd tried to silence him. He was persistent when he called out to Jesus. And it just, um, at one of my points is, how you see God determines how you hear God. Um, Bartimaeus was blind, like the scriptures describe, but he could see God and he could hear God. And when we start ignoring, um, when we start, when we start ignoring, um, God's voice, eventually we're not going to hear it anymore. And that's what the world wants us to do. He wants us to ignore God's voice and hear the world's voice of, um, getting their, of receiving their approval for how we should be living. And I just want us, so let's not focus on our don'ts, because so often it's like, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. I don't have that. And Bartimaeus did this right. Like, this, this guy did everything perfectly. He couldn't see, but he used his voice. And he's like, no, I can't see God, but I know it. I, I feel it in my spirit. I feel that he's coming. He's near. So I'm going to shout as loud as I can so that he could hear me. So let's stop focusing on what we don't have and let's start thanking God for what we do have. Um, because so often we can get so stuck in saying, like, I don't have this, I don't have the best job, I don't have a great phone, I don't have the best car, I don't have the, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And we just forget that, you know, God has given us so many things and we should use that. Um, cause God will honor and bless what you use for Him. So if you're not using things that you do have, why are you asking Him for more? Um, so yeah, and we can get so caught up in begging for the world's approval and um, wanting, wanting to hear from the world that we actually lose the vision that God has for our life and we become spiritually blind. And, um, sure, like, even if I just think specifically, um, when I was a bit younger, um, grade six, I was quite hardcore. (laughs) Um, I hang out with the wrong crowd, like, it was just, like... I was, sure, I was rough now that I think of it. Like, it was like, yeah, um, I just did stupid things. I did silly things, and it, it got me into a lot of trouble. And, um, yeah, so actually my mom got called in um, to the principal, and I was like, oh, how do I break the news to her? Like, oh, yeah, so the principal wants to see you. Obviously, it's like you've done something terrible. And I was like, okay, like, I need to break it to her. Like, I need to tell her what's going on. So I told her, and she's like, okay, cool. Now I have to miss a day of work to go and see your principal. And then she did it, blah, 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 blah. Um, She told them what I've done. And um, she was like, she just looked at me. And she's like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting a beating when I get home. I just pray to prepare myself. Like, I know what's coming. And we get home, and nothing happens. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not my mom. Like, I know my mom. A discipline is a discipline. Like, that's, that's, it's black and white. And nothing happens. So I was like, sure, okay. Like, maybe I got off the hook, but it was quite a big thing. So then, Saturday morning, she wakes me up. And I'm like, it's early. And I was like, oh, what's going on? She's like, no, 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 come get ready, get dressed. Like, we're going to the barber. I was like, for what? Like, what are we going to the barber for? And she's like, oh, we're going to cut your hair. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was just, I was, I was in a panic mode. I was like, like, if you knew me when I was younger, my hair was my pride and joy. I loved playing with it. I loved looking at it in the mirror. And she knew, she, you know, when your parents get it, get to a point where you're like, you know, discipline, like, you know, the belt is not helping. Let me find something 
let me find something better, something that's going to hit you hard. And that hit me hard. So we went to the barber. Obviously, I didn't have a choice. I had to go. And we get there, and the guy tells me, after everything, he tells me, so do you want to keep your hair? I just started crying. I was like, can you please go? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Look how I look. I look like a boy. And I look like a boy for pretty much a long time. Yeah, I was thinking of showing a picture, but then I was like, no, let me not say no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so, and, and I was just thinking of that story. It was so strange because when I, when I decided that I was going to share this story, I was like, flip, like, in that, when I was... Um, that age like I was just doing things I was doing stupid things to try and fit in with the crowd like Lionel said like he was trying to fit into with the crowd and I was doing these things and like trying to fit in and it actually it, it blurred my vision for what God had for my life and eventually um just another side note eventually my mom was like no racer like I want you to get baptized like she pretty much forced me and I was like, sure, okay, I didn't have a choice. Let me get baptized. Like, you know, it's fine. And I got baptized, and I promise you my life has changed ever since then. And I don't regret my mom for, like, in the moment I regretted it. I was like, why must I do this? I don't even want to do this. And in that moment, like, after a while, I was like, Flip, thank you so much for my mom being so persistent to do that. Because when I decided to go underwater and come back out, I came out a new person, and I decided to look look at my life in a different vision, in God's vision for my life, and not the world's way of how my life should be. And, um, yeah, it's just like, like, Bartimaeus got this so well. He knew, like, he knew what he didn't have, and he knew what he could use to reach out to God. And so often, we've got so many resources to reach out to God, yet we lack them. We don't use it. We just get, and it just gathers dust. And he decided to do it, and he's, like, his faith just, like, it's just, Wow. Um, and, you know, situations will always, situations and people will always try and get in your way um, from reaching Jesus. And it's, it's also like, it's also faith step. Like, Bartimaeus was persistent. He was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hear from God. I just, I just need to see him. And so often we let people win. We let the enemy win in our lives by letting him control our lives, by letting him um, dictate how we should how we should live our lives. Um, yeah. So my third point that I, that really stood out to me in this um, in this little um, story it was that he continued his journey with Jesus, and it says, um, and Jesus said to him, "All right, it's done. Your faith has healed you." And instantly, the blind man could see. And Jesus, and follow Jesus down the road. And so often we start our journey with God and we're like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be so on fire for God. Like everything's going to be great. Like we're in the honeymoon phase. Everything's just great. God is so good. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Oh, my life is great. Living my best life. Jesus saved me. And then like, um, through the rough times and it's like, whoa, like, I don't think I'm in the honeymoon phase anymore. Like, I don't, what is going on? Like, God, like, this just happened. Like, what do you want me to do with this? How am I supposed to deal with it? And we, we let our tough situations and our tough circumstances determine our journey with God. And that's when we stop our journey to try and find something that's actually, that's going to be work. We always try and find a quick fix. And quick fixes don't last. Like, it really doesn't. And I've learned, and I've learned the hard way. And, 
um, Bartimaeus just started his journey. And I've just got one, like, just something that, that really, when I was thinking of this, and I was like, Jesus doesn't want to be your crisis counselor. Like, he wants to be your go-to in everything. Um, I'm just going to say that again because I feel like some people ignored that part. Jesus doesn't want to be your crisis counselor where you go to him only when things are rough and when you're living your best life. It's like, okay, cool. Like, okay, cool, guys. What are we doing this weekend? Like, okay, yeah, 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 cool. Oh, yeah, hey, Jesus, how are you doing? Okay, cool, yeah, I've got to go. But Jesus wants you, Jesus wants to be your go-to for everything in life. He wants, to, he wants to be there in the good and the bad situations. And we need to allow him to do that. Jesus is not going to force you to do it. Jesus, like was persistent. And we need to be persistent because if we just let go of things, we miss opportunities that God has for us along the way by saying, okay, cool, like, I'm, like, I'm just done with this journey. Like, this is not working for me anymore. Like, you know, I started this journey, it was great, and now everything is just going wrong. You're like, no, 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 come find me. Be, like, I want you to come to me. Um, we have free will. He's not going to force you into situations that you don't want to be in. And my question for you tonight is, are you going to go on walking blindly um, or begging for p- people's approval in life? Or are you going to humble yourself and... Um, Ask, like, and ask Jesus to receive spiritual sight from him again. Because I think so often we, we like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm, like, I'm living, like, I'm, I'm on fire for Jesus and everything. But it's like, no, 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 no. There's, like, there's, a spiritual, there's something spiritual happening. And you're missing out on that because you're not humbling. Um, bottom is, humble, like, he humbled himself and asked and asked Jesus. And we need to be doing the same. Like, he got it right. Like, this guy is like my hero. Like how he got it right is like, I don't know. Like, I mean, can you guys just think of like someone famous? Like you trying, like, it's just, you just don't think like Jesus is there for us. Um, and yeah, that point that I was going to make just doesn't make sense now that I think of it. But okay. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but okay, cool. Um, but okay, we are laughing. Okay. Um, but Jesus knows that there's a spiritual battle going on and Jesus wants to fight for you, but he wants to fight together. He's not going to do, like he can do all things. Like it says, I can do all things through Christ and he can do anything, but he wants to do this together because it's not, he doesn't want a one-sided relationship from us. He wants us, like we need to be a partner. We need to be one. And in this journey with God, there is a spiritual battle going on and you are going to lose, sorry to say this, if you think that you're going to win on your own without um, speaking to God, without just asking for advice. Like, he, you can't just choose. It's not like, uh, it's, there's this thing. It's not like, a, it's not something that you can go to whenever you need it. And then when, you, when you're done with it, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll come back to you when I'm done. Like, I'll come back to you when I need you again. Um, like, he wants to be your go-to for everything. And, some of you might be thinking, um, like, okay, God, like, what could, my, what could my next step be in this journey? And 
baptisms, like that's when you make a public declaration of something that's happening on the inside that you say, I want to walk with Jesus every day. I don't want to walk with him once a week, once a month, um, every Easter, every Christmas and everything in between. Like I want to walk with you. I want to go all in for you because you are the living God. You, um, when, when I have you in my life, things are eternal. Like I can believe and I can trust that you will not fail me. But if I'm going to put my trust in the world, the world's going to fail, you guys. Like, every, look at everything. Like, the world is going to fail you. So why put your trust in something that is going to be here today and gone tomorrow when if you trust and believe in God, he's going to be there no matter what, the good, the bad, and the in-between. Thank you very much, Raisa. Just before we uh, release those of you that are going to go get changed for the baptism, um, I just want to add one encouragement to you. I love that part in the story where it talks about the fact that he actually threw uh, his cloak aside. He threw his beggar's cloak aside. And uh, without us realizing it, <clears throat> sometimes we can get so attached to our identity or, or our handicap, our, our problem, our addiction, our insecurity. Um, it can become so much a part of our identity where... And, and, so, and maybe you're sitting here this evening and you, and you know what I'm talking about, where it's actually so hard to actually put that aside. Um, I'm, I know this sounds funny and, and, and I hope this doesn't come across insensitive, but, it's, but like for a handicapped person to, to not be handicapped anymore, it's like they, they give up the, the opportunity of parking in the handicapped parking bay, if you know what I mean. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, but I, but I like that I get a little, just, just that little bit of extra attention. And, and so for the average person, you think, are you crazy? Like surely you'd rather be able to to walk right but sometimes we can get so attached to just that little bit of sympathy or, or, or pity or, or I, I hope that's making sense what I'm saying and, and so I want to encourage you this evening to take the step that I think race is encouraging us to take maybe you're sitting here tonight and that challenge is it actually involves being willing to throw off that bit of your identity where and I say this with great sensitivity where, where you're willing to not be a victim anymore um, that doesn't mean that you deny what's happened to you, but, but that's not your identity anymore. Um, where, where divorce is not your identity anymore. Where, where being mistreated, it's real. You can talk about it in the right way, at the right time with the right people, but, but, but that's not your identity anymore. Where you, where you actually start to believe that you are who God made you to be. And, and that, can, that can be harder than what some of us realize. Like It can be hard to, to actually start to move some limbs and to move some some muscles like like it can be an adjustment so i'm saying that for some of us it may actually involve us being willing to sacrifice that identity so throw that beggar's cloak off to actually walk into the freedom that jesus has purchased for us and by the way that's 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 what the bible says is the symbolism of baptism Romans 6, it talks about how, how it represents. When we go under the water, it's simply representing. It just symbolizes the old person, our old sinful nature being, being removed, being, being washed clean, being taken away. And as we come up out of the water, we, it symbolizes our connection, our union in being raised to life with Jesus. So as Rasa said, it is a public declaration based on a private decision 
that we make. And so I really do want to encourage you, even as, even as we take part in one more song, and while those of you that are wanting to get baptized, whether you plan to or maybe you decided to do it five minutes ago, while you're going to go get changed on the far left-hand side, just go down the way there and, and they'll, uh, we'll direct you to the bathrooms. They'll give you whatever size clothing you need, a towel, etc. But while we're taking part in the song, I'd love for you just to, just to give God the chance. God, is there anything holding me back from fully surrendering to, to my journey with you, to that identity? Is there something that I need to be willing to let go of? Is that okay? And then after the song, I'm going to encourage you to stick around and to stay where you are while we celebrate being raised to life, while we celebrate the, the symbolism of baptism. So stand to your feet. Let's do one more song. If you're wanting to get baptized, make your way.